Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Coach, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Pretty good, fellas. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate you making time for us, Coach. Congratulations on the playoff win last week, advancing to round two of the playoffs. And as I was doing my research, because we're doing this game, it's our Pro Football Hall of Fame game of the week here on WHBC, Bookdell at Northwest. Uh, I saw that you guys started off 0-4, and you've won six straight since then, Coach. So take me through the 0-4 start, and then what changed as to why you guys have been able to run off six straight? Uh, 0-4, man, just like you said, it was just one of those things where we were gathering everything. Uh, we wasn't healthy at all. Uh, we were just going in with the guys that obviously has been there. Um, the off season. let me scale back, though. The off offseason – um, was probably one of our best, though. Uh, and, um, again, last year I came in in May. Uh, it was short, you know, and the only thing that I was thinking about then is just trying to build a rapport with, with my players and also try to build a real strength program. Um, running after that season, we ran into December where we started our lift, and it kind of, like, built from there. But we ran into some injuries throughout the off season, which led us to, you know, our 0-4 start. Um, thereafter, you know, after we ran into that, I think it was the St. B game. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, man, after that St. B game, and I absolutely ripped our guys um, after that game because there's only so much you can do as a coach, right, and his assistants. You can pour into these guys. You can get preparation together. Um, you can build the camaraderie. You can do whatever it takes to make sure that you're building a strong foundation, a strong team. But one thing you can't do for these players is play. You know, um, once we put the material out there, now it's your turn. Um, to make sure that you go out there and execute the right way. And after that game, um, a few things that I did, I implemented, it was called Discipline Week. I walked around with a flag in my pocket, and it was just one of those things where, hey, if I hear a kid cuss, if I hear a kid talk back to a coach, if I hear a kid just do anything that was outside of what they were supposed to be doing, I was throwing the flag, and it was getting uh, a consequence for that. And from that day on, um, that week on, rather, we ran into – you know, week five with Benedictine, and that's when it started. And we just start building from there. Well, it's obviously worked. Kudos to you. Uh, this is your second year, correct, Coach? Yes, sir. Okay, so in two two years or even less than two years, right, when you took over, uh, to be able to do that, get this thing turned around from an 0-4 start to 6-4, and win a playoff game, continue your season, uh, that speaks volumes to you and your, your coaching staff. But as you said, players play, and they've got to make plays when it matters most. So who's been making plays for you during that six-game stretch? Oh, man, uh, you guys, uh, it's been a handful of guys. Uh I start on the offensive side with, with Stevie Diamond, our quarterback, uh, and uh, Marcel Boyce, Jr., our wide receiver. These guys, man, is, you know, their connection is, is um, one of a kind off the field. Then, um, you know, on the defensive side, man, our defensive line, again, man, once we, once we got healthy and I made the executive decision with moving um, Jermaine James from middle linebacker to edge, man, those guys just been on the tear. Um, between Tanel Edwards, 
Jermaine James, Marquise uh, Turner, and Davion Bubba Greenlee, those guys have been playing with their hair on fire, and we're looking to, to continue that, you know, going into the second round. Yeah, I'm looking at your stats here, and you mentioned Jermaine James. We'll start there on defense. 61 tackles, nine tackles for loss, six sacks to lead you guys. So what was it that you saw uh, in him where you said, all right, I, I got to make this move, and it's obviously paid off? Man, his speed, his quickness, um, his will to get to the quarterback. Um, the kid is just, you know, uh, I, you, he, he's coachable, he's teachable, and he understands the game. Like, when you have a player like that, then you have a great unit, you know, because that that carries over to the rest of his teammates. And since then, because he came over from um, uh, Hoban, and he already had that mindset, you know, the championship mindset. Um, And he played in a few championship games. So when he came over, you can tell, man, once he hit the doorstep, he came with that leadership mentality. So... You know, once once we seen that on on uh, on the field, uh, we had to make make sure that we was putting our guys in the best play, the best position to make plays. Excuse me. Uh, all right, let's go back uh, first of all to your offense. And our, we thought we had the quarterback with the coolest name in high school football in Poochie Snyder at Canton South. Okay, uh, yeah. but that's a nickname. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, maybe one up in Poochie Snyder, Stevie Diamond. That's got to be the best name of any quarterback in the state of Ohio, Coach. Hey, man, he and he lives up to it, man. He's a, he got this kid, man. He's probably going to get me for this. But, man, he got like a loop earring with a cross on it. Like, you know, he got <laughs> the little curls in his hair, man. So he, he, he looked the part, man, but, you know. Um, I, I always got to give you a mess, but he's a great kid, man. Stevie coming in last year, um, and it's a kid that didn't even play quarterback until last year. He was a wide receiver, and uh, uh, for his uh, his peewee years, man, he come in last year. We see that he can throw his 60 yards. Man, we start molding it to him, and here we are. Yeah, he's uh, thrown for 1,622 yards, 17 touchdowns. He's rushed for two scores. You mentioned Marcel Boyce, uh, that connection. I'm looking at the numbers. I hear what you're talking about, Coach. 833 yards and 10 scores, and he's averaging 20 yards a catch. That's got to be a nightmare for opposing teams. Man, this kid right here, man, I, I, I have to tell you his story. This kid started playing football last year. Um, he was another one that, again, the Pee Wee football was the last time that he played football. Um, coming in, uh, coming in last year, because um, Marcel is was known for basketball. Uh, you know, he plays uh, on uh, on a varsity squad there at Akron Buktu. And what was what was really the deciding factor uh, last year? He got an injury, and it took him out of basketball. So his whole plan was just to play football and get into shape. Okay. You see where that took him. You know, right now this kid <laughs> is, is fourth in. I, I believe he's fourth in the division and receiving. I think he's like, uh, uh, I want to say, I don't want to butcher it. I think he's he's top. I think he's top twenty or top ten in the state and receiving. So um, right. the kid is just man. He's been doing everything right. And on top of that, man, the kid is a four point oh student. You know, he wow. just does everything. Yeah, you you will want this kid. Um, on anybody's team, man. He's just a great kid to have. 
How about that? A 20 yards per catch average and a 4.0 GPA average. That's a nice uh, uh, daily double right there for Marcel Boyce. Who's your feature running back in this offense, Coach? Uh, Wiley Cheers. Wiley Cheers. Okay. Uh, All right. Tell me a little bit about Wiley Cheers. Wiley Cheers, another transfer, came over from uh, St. Vincent St. Mary. Now, cool story about him. When I was at St. Vincent St. Mary, before I made my transition over to Bookville, Wiley was there with me his freshman year. And I knew that the kid had, you know, he had – sometimes when you see kids, you, you, you fill them out to see where they're going to go. And Wally was a real quiet kid, man. Um, never mind mind his own business, just wanted to play a sport and move on. Uh, you know, uh, after I made my transition, uh, he still was there. Uh, you know, things happened to where, you know, he, he transferred out of there. He was looking for a home. Obviously, he landed at Bookto. Um, the kid, you know, the first few weeks, it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of tough because he was trying to get familiar with the offense. And, you know, again, that Benedictine game, um, it just he just took off from there, you know, and I'm proud of the kid. Yeah, he's done a great job, 660 yards rushing for you, six touchdowns. Um, all right, Coach, so you've won six in a row. Uh, when you put the film of Northwest on, though, okay, when you start studying film uh, of Northwest, what jumps off the film at you there? Oh, man, hard-nosed team, man. You can tell, man, the guys are well-disciplined, one. They're well-coached, you know. Um, you know, they. when we looked at the film, man, we just looked at, man, they're doing everything right, you know. Um, they're aggressive. Um, uh, they seem strong as well, and again, man, they got a nose for that football. When they, when I see they, they blitz, uh, they they linebackers blitz, they blitzing with tenacity, they blitzing with force. So, um, again, man, it's a lot of things that jump out, man. And that running back they have, man, he's he's one of a kind. You know, uh, um, he can easily be tops with a lot of running backs that we already face. Um, so again. Um, Northwest, man, is a really solid team, man. And that big boy, they got number 77. You can't miss him at all, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know we call him the big show. You know, he uh, uh, he's, he's living up to it, man. He, he's looking like he's a great athlete. 6-6-3-20. Yeah, what, what's the old saying is? If he turns around, you could show a drive-in movie on his backside. That's oh, how big he is, right, Coach? <laughs> Uh, happy to have with us Brian Williams, second-year head coach of Akron Bookdale. They'll be at Northwest tomorrow night. We'll have it as our Pro Football Hall of Fame game of the week for you here on WHBC, 7 o'clock kickoff. All right, Coach, if you're going to make it seven in a row and get a win on the road again uh, as the 13th seed, what do you guys got to do tomorrow night to get that victory? Play discipline football. Play sound football. You know, play between the lines, man. Uh Everybody, everybody wants the show, but no, nobody know how to handle the show. So, again, though, we have to go in there, uh, ask the underdogs, man, and continue to play football. You know, it's been a long time coming since it's been a disciplined football team. You know, it's just been, hey, it's a ton of athletes over there that can play. We want to be the ton of athletes that have discipline, and that's the way that you know we want to go moving forward. And that's the that's the only way that if we win this game, it will be that. Coach, we appreciate the time. I look forward to meeting you in person uh, tomorrow at the stadium. Best of luck, and we'll talk then, all right? Thank you, man. Thank you guys for